Yes, it's time to kick off episode 82 of Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall. My name is Brownie and I'm your podcast host. You can check out everything we're doing with Wall of Sound. You just need to jump online and head to wallofsoundau.com. We're also on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram as well too. If you're on social media... Join the community. Just search for Wall of Sound AU and get yourself involved. Before we continue on, I'm going to give a massive shout out to the crew from Skin Fantasy in Bathurst. That includes you, PD, Dwayne, Sando, and everyone else who makes their way through those doors. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast each and every week and uh, looking forward to catching up with you all in a couple of weeks' time. A massive show for you today. I sit down with the one and only Andy Marsh from Thy Art is Murder. They've got their new album, Human Target, coming out on Friday. And I've mentioned this in the past. I haven't really been much of a fan of Deathcore. I've just found it to be a bit too extreme for my liking. However, this album, it's fantastic. The three singles they've put out so far are great. Luckily, I've had the chance to listen to the album as well, too. And I can safely say that both fans of old and new fans coming along to join the ranks will absolutely enjoy this. So we're going to talk all about that, how the band deal with being a controversial band and whether they have any ramifications for that being signed to such a large label like Nuclear Blast and how they're always finding people to fill in for them. You might remember CJ just had his little baby boy a couple of weeks back and had to leave their US tour just towards the end of it but there's always someone waiting on the sides ready to join in so stick around to find out all of those details and more plus there is new music on the way for Slipknot. Yes, the latest single from their forthcoming album, We Are Not Your Kind. I'm going to get that on, plus a whole lot more still to come. But right now, let's kick it off with these guys here who just released their brand new three track. That's called Damage Control. The band is called Honest Crooks, and this is their latest single, Cold Dead Hands. On Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall.
it's Jack and James from Voidivision. And this is Wall of Sound up against the wall. right there is the latest single for Void of Vision. It is called Hole in Me on Wall of Sound Up Against the Wall. Coming from their forthcoming album Hyper Days which you can get in your greasy little hands on September 13 through UNFD. Now uh, these guys have actually said that they've put their heart and soul into this new album. Uh, they've made sure everything they're releasing is up to the standard that they want and they haven't put anything on the album which they're not happy with which goes to show just how keen these guys are to deliver such fantastic songs.
songs and they've done this in the past they've put out an album and an EP so far and that last standalone single they had Kill All My Friends was fantastic so I can't wait to see what these boys do they're heading out on the road supporting North Lane very soon we'll talk more about that tour in the next episode but if you haven't jumped on the Void of Vision bandwagon yet make sure you do just that and if you're looking for a new band this sweat over, why don't you check out the brand new single from New Zealand band Seas of Conflict. Now, in the past, I've played these guys, and they kind of have that sound akin to Polaris and Architects, that kind of genty metalcore sound. And uh, they've supported the likes of Alien Weaponry over in New Zealand. They haven't made their way to Australia yet, but I'm kind of hoping on the back of this new song that they get the chance to do just that. Make sure you check them out. Their name is Seas of Conflict, and this is their new song, Eventide. On Wall of Sound, up against the Burn it! 
This is Karina Utomo from High Tension and this is Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall. single from High Tension from their album Purge which came out last year. It's called Veil on Wall of Sound up against the wall and the band have revealed they are only playing three shows in 2019 believe it or not. They're going to be at Brutality Fest at the Bendigo Hotel in Melbourne on August 3. On August 8 you can catch them in Brisbane for Crowbar's 7th birthday celebrations and on August 10 you can catch them in Sydney at the Lansdowne. A fantastic band to see live. I've had the opportunity to catch them multiple times and if you're one of these 
least people who have heard of them but never had the chance to see them yet, change that. Make sure you do it and go check them out. They'll put on a fantastic show and you'll be an instant fan in a matter of seconds. Tour-wise heading around the country, clowns are coming to the rescue of a whole bunch of dive bars in uh, Melbourne and they're going to be playing each of their albums at different venues. For example, the old bar, they're going to be playing Lucid again. The last chance rock and roll bar, they're going to be playing Bad Blood. All the details can be found on the band's socials, so make sure you get involved and do what you can to keep the dive alive. Clowns are a fantastic Aussie band and they're doing great things and this just goes to show exactly how much they care about the local community and the local live music scene in Melbourne. Not just the big venues, but the smaller ones as well. Big Sound 2019 just got even bigger with the announcement of a whole stack of heavy bands that are going to be descending upon Brisbane from September 3 to 6, and they include Wither, The Gloom in the Corner, Low, Freedom of Fear, Private Function, Reef, and a whole bunch more, who join the likes of Relica, Being Jane Lane, Bad Dreams, Dreg, The Dead Love, Concrete Surfers, Loser, and Outright. As you would know, in previous years, we've gone to these uh, music junkets and interviewed a whole bunch of bands that we think you should be checking out, and this year is going to be no different. We're going to head down there as well and get you up close and personal to these great upcoming bands. That's still to come towards September, so stick around for that. Now, a band who haven't been on our shores for quite a little bit of time are Stray From The Path, and they put out their new song this week called Fortune Teller. The song was released through UNFD, and it's uh, sparking up the conversation again about the Unified 2020 lineup for next year. These guys would be absolutely perfect to make their return to Australia as part of that, and the fact that they're starting to put out new music now means we might actually see them on our shores, whether it be for that music festival or something else a bit earlier. We'll keep you posted on everything tour-wise at wallofsoundau.com. But right now, let's get on that brand new song. This is Stray From The Path with Fortune Teller. And Wall of Sound, up against the wall. Firewalk with me! Yeah. 
One of the bands keeping hardcore alive that's knocked loose there with their new song Trapped in the Grass with a Memory on Wall of Sound Up Against the Wall. That one comes from their forthcoming album A Different Shade of Blue which you can get in your hands on August 23 through Pure Noise Records. But right now, let's take a turn to Heavy and get on this guy. Hey, this is Andy from Varda's Murder, and you're listening to Wall of Sound Up Against the Wall. They are arguably one of Australia's heaviest bands and they're going to continue their legacy by offering a whole bunch of heavy music with their new album, Human Target, which hits our shelves on July 26th. Here to chat all about it is Viata's Murders, Andy Marsh. Welcome to the show. Hello, hey, how are you? Mate, pretty bloody good. I've been trying to track you down uh, for a bit of a chat for a while now, and I'm glad we get to do it with this album here. I think the notes I wrote down on this album were, holy shit, that's fucking loud, that's epic, well done, boys. Um, Obviously not the best sort of review that you could hear straight up, but, like, it's fucking heavy. It's great. Well done. Thank you. Yeah, it is pretty good. I like it. So hopefully a lot of other people like it. Well, I was going to say it'd be a shit situation if you got to the end of all that process and you're like, oh, let's just shelve it. It's not that good. Yeah, no, I don't know. I'm pretty happy with it. I guess the the biggest question is, is everyone else going to be as happy with it as I am? So. Well, from what we've seen so far with the fans jumping on the, the comment section and all that, they're all approving of it. And do you boys, you know, this late into your career do that? Do you, do you check out and read comments and things like that? Or do you just sort of leave it to, to see what happens when the album comes out before you check to see what people have to say about it? Um, I can't really speak for what everyone else does, but I'm pretty active in uh, maintaining all the social media. So I get to see a lot of the comments and the feedback and whatnot. And sometimes, you know, people are really encouraging. Sometimes other people really like to hang a shit on you. So, <laughs> yeah. At this stage, I'm used to the, all the best comments and all the worst comments, and, and they don't really matter to me that much, the negative ones, at least, anyway. I mean, those people don't like it, and that's fine. Um, it's just how many people do like it is what matters to me, and hopefully it's, it's enough. Yes, you know, that, whole, that age-old saying of, like, if you try to please everyone, you're going to please no one. Exactly. We just do what we want to do. We make the records that we want to make, and we like them. And thankfully, so far, there's been a crossover between what we like and what other people seem to like. And uh, that's how we've been fortunate enough to make a career out of this. That's a good start so far, because I'm guessing this wouldn't be a situation where your parents like what you're doing. Like, do they get involved with the music that you release? Um, My parents don't really know what I do still to this day. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I mean, I think I saw my mum like a year or two ago. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not really in touch with my family, so I, I don't think they care or know what I'm, I'm really doing. They know that I do music. That's about it. Well, let's take a look at what you do. So maybe if they're hearing this, they can get an update. Not only are you in one of like the, the biggest and best bands in Australia, but you're also the man behind the scenes at Human Warfare. Uh, you're looking after the dealer guys here in Australia. You're you know a social media expert, a, a musical guru. How do you keep up with everything that's going on in your life? Well... Somehow, mysteriously, I wasn't able to keep up with our interview scheduled for this morning. (laughs) And I live and die by the calendar. And for whatever reason, on Friday afternoon, I was too concerned with checking out for the weekend. I forgot to put this one in. But um, I guess just 
the power of the iPhone has really enabled me to do business no matter where I am in the world, seven days a week, which is pretty awesome. And otherwise, just a, a really keen uh, enjoyment for music, for helping people's careers, for helping my own career, and, and obviously that my friends that are in my own band by art. So I guess five years ago, I started like a little company with Will Putney called Graphic Nature. Do management, there's an imprint, there's a recording studio. And I also have Human Warfare down here in Australia, which is uh, like a small little independent record label. It's a one-man operation. That man is me, unfortunately. <laughs> and uh, just try to help uh, little bands kickstart their careers and, and, and bring some cool vinyl into Australia as well. Yeah, and I think that's the one thing we've noticed here with the heavy music scene. Like The, the music fans love the vinyl variants and all that. And to sort of see you jumping on board and bringing that in, does that mean you get more control over what Thy Art releases? I have total control over whatever everything that art does, merch, touring, musical releases, what have you. If you can imagine it, then I do it. So we we have total autonomy. We don't we don't have to do anything that we don't want to do. We can uh, focus on doing things that we enjoy and, and whatnot. Well, good. Well, let's talk about things that you guys are obviously enjoying. Uh, there's been a few changes with the band over the past couple of years. Obviously, CJ and more recently, uh, Lee leaving the band. CJ came back, obviously, with the last album. How did the recording process differentiate from the last release and this one? Obviously, you know, CJ's been back for a couple more years now. Was it a bit of an easier transition? Yeah, every record's been relatively easy. We've always got a bit of a game plan. I guess with the making of Dear Desolation, when we were scheduling to go in to make the record, we still weren't sure whether he was going to make it back. Obviously, he had a lot of issues that he wanted to work on, and we didn't want to force him to come back too soon or when he wasn't feeling you know, really uh, in control of the problems that had uh, plagued him in the previous years. So making this one, like obviously, we all knew that he was on board, but then again, we didn't know uh, where Lee was at um, with wanting to kind of step away from touring and spend more time at home. And as we got to the recording process, Jesse stepped in, who's been playing drums on and off for us for almost five years now, as Lee's like permanent substitute, you know. So it was it was very much the same. I'd say that the only real difference was that um, our studio that we record at, Graphic Nature in New Jersey, is pretty far away. And generally, because everyone likes to be at home and not really doing much, Everyone generally comes for the recording process only to record their parts and then they go home. And I generally stay from day one till the finish. And everyone comes and goes while I just kind of stay there with Will. But Jesse lives only two hours drive away from the studio. So while we're in there writing guitar parts and arranging songs, he was able to just drive up and check out what we're doing and kind of put his two cents in like, hey, maybe you guys should try this and do this or maybe the drums should do something different and that was kind of interesting to have that dynamic because even working with Lee on the previous records his mind is geared the same way that our minds are and that is where people that are in Thyatis Murder so we think like people that are in Thyatis Murder yeah. Jesse being you had this fresh take like he wasn't bound by the restrictions of what we've done in the past or what, what we thought we were going to do in the future he just came in and was like hey I would do this. This would be crazy. Let's try and do this. And we'd be like, okay, we'll give it a shot. So, you know, for someone like him who's, I guess you could say, been a right-hand drummer man for the band, he's obviously chill with you guys. He knows what works, what doesn't work, and it was more of like a, a contribution thing as opposed to following what you guys recommended. Yeah, definitely. You know, he's been close enough to kind of understand the paradigm with which the band exists in. 
but also separate enough to kind of come in and, and flip things around just a little bit. Well, on that as well, too, like, I think it's great that Viart has this sort of diversity that, like, if someone needs to take time off or time away, you've got these people back up uh, who can jump in for you guys to fill in. Obviously, you know, CJ, with the birth of his son recently, he had to get back to Australia, so you called upon a friend to come and take over, and back when CJ wasn't in the band, like, the last time, you got Lachlan Watt, for example, to do a few shows. Like, how do you know these people and have these people on hand ready to go just in case you need something like that? Um... Well, we don't really. We kind of just plan for the future and, and see, you know, obviously the more time in advance that we kind of have to know what we need to do, then we can we can plan around it. With CJ leaving for the birth of his son, um, Nicholas Arthur, who sang for us in 2016 when CJ left the band, we knew that it was a, a possible contingency. So we just reached out to him in advance of the tour and we go, hey, if this maybe happens, <laughs> would you maybe available to come on the road? And he was like, yeah, 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 sure. Just keep me in, in the loop. And then uh, we got a little bit closer and CJ's a pretty big guy and his fetus at that point, I guess, his little uh, unborn child was like way too big, like like seriously big. So it was kind of already on the cards. We're like, well, hang on a minute. The baby's due like a week after the tour finishes and the baby's already bigger than a full-grown baby when they're born. <laughs> we should probably accelerate this conversation. So it was, it was a length, not a lengthy process, just a, a very uh, involved one with the doctors and his wife and, and including Nick in the conversation like, hey, look, things are kind of ramping up here, so it's looking more and more like you're going to have to do that. With Jesse, having Jesse on board for the last four or five years, it was just a matter of touring with him. Before even uh, needing him to be a drummer in the band, we were just really keen on being his friend. He was a really cool guy. He was playing in this band called Rings of Satin. And we were like, oh, this guy's pretty cool. Um, we don't really like that band, but we like the drummer. He's a fun guy. And then we, then obviously he's, he's an insane drummer. And Lee had to take a tour off in 2015 for his wedding. So obviously weddings don't just kind of happen. Um, we, we had a good six months heads up and we hit up jesse to play drums and so having those kinds of key people that are reliable we get along with they can play the parts as good as we can or better they just kind of become that first call situation so at this point now i think everyone in the band has had a tour off or several tours off for whatever reason except unfortunately for me (laughs) (laughs) when no one was out there to help me out when my kid was being born, so I had to just go out there and play and watch the birth on FaceTime. So is this now a situation of like, okay, you, you have like a band meeting plan where you're like, all right, no one have sex, no one injure yourself, no one plan anything for like the next six months, let's get out and tour as like a whole unit as opposed to getting hire-ins and fill-ins? Uh, we don't really think too much about that. We did uh, take that in, into consideration with the birth of CJ's child. Obviously, the front man's were the, kind of the most noticeable aspect of the band that people would see missing at a live show. And I knew that I was going to have quite a lot of work uh, behind the scenes setting up this record with the new touring cycle, with uh, all the stuff that goes in behind the scenes with putting a record together and getting it ready to market. So we talked over a year ago and said, well, that would be the best time to have the kit. There's not going to be a lot of touring. You're going to have plenty of time at home to kind of see through the first... uh, you know, the the finality of the pregnancy and the beginning of your child's life. So, thankfully, he kind of sealed the deal and got it all done <laughs> in uh, perfect timing and 
you know, now I guess we, we've really only got, I think, 20 shows between now and November, which isn't a lot. I mean, that's as many days as people work in a month. Yeah. So. Pretty pretty light on, um, which I guess would be ideal for CJ and his, uh, and his wife and their baby. Well, look, that's you know pretty much all you need for those early milestones and everything along the lines of that. I mean, this album comes out. I guess you could have a bit of a breather to you know figure out what the next year is going to hold. That kind of thing. Is that where you are taking the next step essentially with thy art? Uh, well, that's already been done. I think I'm basically booked out until the end of next year, roughly. So all all of that's kind of kind of in place now. It's just you know we've got two and a half weeks in Europe uh, next month. So that's that's also a nice really short uh, stint. And then CJ will be home until we go back on tour uh, towards the end of October. Oh good. Well, in that case, um, it's just a situation now of getting out there and getting amongst it. Like if there's a tour coming up, make sure you see you guys because there might not be an opportunity until 2020. <laughs> Um, in Australia, yeah. I mean, hopefully we'll get something going towards the end of the year. And then, uh, you know, we're, we've currently got our album headline to a pencil then, which will hopefully do where we play. A lot of new material from the new record and the record will already be out. Promote the new record and hopefully get people excited and, uh, and pre-ordering it. Well, I think fans are already uh, excited enough for it. And if they're not, let's get this song on and we'll come back more for a chat all about it next. This is Human Target, Thy Art is Murder. On Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall.
The title track from Thy Art Is Murder's forthcoming album. Get yourself a copy on July 26. It's out via Nuclear Blast. That's got to be one of those monumental achievements for you to be signed to such an iconic and heavy music label like that. Do you feel that same way or is it for you like, oh, we're just putting out an album with these guys here, that's it? Um, at this point, it's kind of just old friends. It's a very iconic record label with some very key iconic staff members from the history of metal. Number one being kind of my mentor and number one point man at Nuclear Blast, Monty Connor, who I don't know if many people know, really kicked off Roadrunner's career as a record label in the, the 80s, discovered Slipknot, Machine Head, Trivium, all of these bands that are uh, household names. So get, getting to work with someone with that kind of knowledge and experience um, throughout my career has taught me pretty much most of the stuff that I know about the, the record label side of the industry. So, you know, it's a wonderful feeling, a, a very confident feeling to know that we do the best that we can putting a record together and for the most part, we can leave it in their hands and they'll make sure that everything uh, goes smoothly. Well, how are they uh, with your provocative and your political and thought-provoking lyrics and album ideas, for example? Because we know over the years, My Artist Murder has been pretty controversial with songs you've put out, album covers along the lines of that. Do they allow you to do that or do they pull you back and go... Oh, guys, maybe not with that one. Um, they don't really have any say. Um, we're free to, to do whatever it is that we want. No one at the label really even knows what we're going to make, except for Monty. He might come along in the last stages of the recording just to check out how the songs are going, but not with enough time to kind of say, hang on a minute, let's change course. <laughs> the, the only real restriction that's been imposed upon us, um, we've done three records with them now from top to bottom and starting with holy war and the only restriction that we've ever had didn't even come from the label it was a concern from the retail market in the united states about the cover for holy war and the label did offer us the choice as to what we would like to do but we did have a lot of pushback from retail with regards to having the album facing the public or putting it on end capture on displays with the original cover so for the first press we we went a little conservative for us with an alternative image and then uh, with the second pressing after the record had been released we reverted back to the original cover and, and sent that out to retail and, and whatnot but otherwise no, no issues no concerns we all work pretty nice and happily together well, that's a good relationship to have, especially when you're talking about things that need to be spoken about. I mean, I, for one, am a very openly anti-religious kind of person, and to see a band of your stature releasing songs that are so fucking heavy and, you know, just makes me want to smash my head against a brick wall in a positive way because you guys are singing about something that means so much to me. I mean, it's great that you have that ability to do that and you don't have those restrictions or reservations between the band or higher up. Yeah, it's great. I mean... It's not even a concern of ours when we're making the records. We, we don't have to think, oh, well, should we pull back here? Should we sing about something a little bit more happy, happy, joy, joy? We just write whatever it is that we want to write, <laughs> which is pretty good. To be honest, I can't imagine Thyata's Murder singing a happy, happy, joy, joy song. Like, correct me if I'm wrong, have you in the past? I don't think so. No. <laughs> well, there's an idea for like a standalone single. Just write about how happy you are and how good life is around you and just really throw people off the scent. Nah, it's kind of like this weird selfish take that if the world ever is doing pretty good, then we might not have any songs to sing anymore. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you're, you're hoping that world peace doesn't become a thing? Well, I mean, I, I do, but I guess that will just be closing the door on uh, future Viata's murder releases. 
Uh, the new album, Human Target, it's out July 26th. Pre-order, get yourself a copy, especially if you're a vinyl collector. There's a whole bunch of variants out there. Andy Marsh, all the best with that, and uh, we'll chat to you again soon. Cool, Bananas. Thank you very much for having me. Chapel, and you're listening to Wall of Sound up against the wall. All right. 
the guys in Whitechapel, a wall of sound up against the wall, and they haven't headed down to Australia in quite a bit of time. They may come down as part of a music festival. My theory behind this is if you come across a band that hasn't come down under in quite a while, they might do a festival round first just to test the waters and see how popular they are, considering the fact they haven't come down under for a bit of time. From there, they can determine how popular they are and do another tour on the back of that. Or they could completely blow me out of the water and prove me wrong and just do a uh, tour around the country. So once again, we'll keep you posted on everything that happens with that band soon. But plenty of new music happened and got released this week. I've got the new one from Slipknot coming up for you very soon. But right now, Fit for an Autopsy, they released their new single, Mirrors, this week. Now this one comes from the album, The Sea of Tragic Beasts, which is coming out October 25 through Nuclear Blast Records. And one thing the fans are saying about this band is they are always constantly doing great things with everything they put out. So if you've been a fan for years or just want to jump on the bandwagon, this might be the album to do it for. But right now, this is brand new fit for an autopsy. It's called Mirrors on Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall.
one, Corey Taylor here from Stone Sour and Slipknot, and this is Wall of Sound up against the wall.
latest single from Slipknot's forthcoming album, We Are Not Your Kind. It's called Solway Firth, and it is absolutely fucking heavy. Pleasing fans who have been waiting for a song like this to be released. And I guess, you know, it goes to show you have to wait. Always you have to wait to see what a band will produce and put out, especially when they've got an album coming up. Slipknot are one of those bands that kind of do their own kind of thing. However, when they put out songs, it resonates with a whole wide range of people, whether it be the ones that like the more melodic stuff, whether it be the ones that like the heavier stuff from like way back in the day. The band can do no wrong, and I cannot wait to see what they do with this new album. But that's it for this week's podcast. Thank you so much for checking it out. Don't forget to give it a like, subscribe, tell your mates about it, share it around, whatever it might be. And don't forget to tell me the bands that you want to hear on this episode. You can hit me up at Wall of Sound on social media. Just search for Wall of Sound AU or find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Brownie Paul is where you can catch me. Send me a message. I'm a friendly bloke and I want to discover the bands that you are talking about so we can spread them to the masses and show other people as well. On the next episode, I sit down with the man and legend that is Marcus Bridge from North Lane. They have their new album, Alien, coming out. And I have to say, for those who have been a fan of this band for years, you are going to absolutely fucking lose your minds with this album. They've gone in a more industrial metal kind of direction. It's heavy, it's brutal, and that's just the lyrical content behind it. Marcus goes deep talking about his personal life with this one, and I'm going to find out a few of those stories and find out what it was like for him to put that down on paper, to record it in studio, and then release it on an album like he is doing with this one here. You do not want to miss that one, but to get you ready for it, here is their song, Talking Heads. Brand new North Lane on Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall. My name is Brownie. I'll catch you next week.